All right, so today's episode, we're going to start with a story to get you guys hooked in, if you will. And if you follow the Substack newsletter, we're talking about our children still. And specifically, we're talking today about activism and why it's important to pay attention yet again to um, public education, right? The, the vast majority of us uh, attended public school and are sending our kids to public school. And today's talk is a is an example of how that fight is not over, regardless of political wins or losses, regardless of who the president is. Uh, the fight is every day. Um, we are 50 years behind in this fight. And today I want to talk about how important it is, whether you're an uncle, an aunt, a, a father, a stepdad, a coach, or a concerned citizen who maybe doesn't have kids, um, we can all get involved and we all need to get involved as the future is in their hands. This show is for the few, not the many. For those looking for a tribe of fellow warriors who embody strength, honor, and respect, who believe in faith, family, and freedom, who see the threat ahead and refuse to sit idle any longer. This show is a giant middle finger to the elite, the entitled, the victim, and the woke. This is the Becoming a Dangerous Man podcast, and I'm your host, Phil Anderton, a 20-year military veteran, husband, father, and a man on his own path to becoming dangerous. All right, I'm going to share a story with you, and I'll link the article uh, in the show notes. It comes to us from The Federalist, and the title of the article is Conservatives Can't Run and Hide from the Left Anymore. They Have to Stand and Fight. And thank you, Jay Rich. He's a Substack subscriber and an avid contributor uh, to my thoughts and discussions um, and I appreciate this article because it goes right along with the newsletter that was just sent out where we're talking about our children and we're talking about activism and what we're going to get into today. But this is a very good segue because a lot of the politics that was going on the last few years, a lot of what you saw in the media and a lot of what you saw in the socials was, oh, we'll just move to a red state. Oh, everybody's leaving California. Everybody's leaving New York. Well, the problem with that is, right, is if those of us on the right, those of us on the conservative side, the Christian side, what have you, um, if we think we're safe and we let up at any point, we're not. We're never going to be safe. It's only the, the fight is only being brought to us. When you hear all those people moving, those are not conservative refugees who want Texas and Florida and Georgia and Tennessee. They want to escape where they are, but they quickly forget why they left. And what's going to happen is... If we think that we're safe because, well, we've always been conservative or we've always had Republican or we're a red state, we are quickly going to be outnumbered and we are quickly going to realize um, if we are not proactive in preventing, uh, then we're going to be left to react. And this story in this article that I'm going to try to breeze through uh, paints a perfect picture, right? So uh, it says in the heading here, a tale of two parades in a small Texas town illustrates why conservatives can't hide from the left, not anymore. And so what it talks about is essentially, um, you know, democratic policies, uh, the sexual propaganda, the, the sexual propaganda of the left. Right. So for conservatives, a lot of us in our smaller towns, uh, we don't experience a lot of what you see on the news. We don't experience. And, and the, the problem with that is. There can be a lot of blind ignorance, right? There can be a lot of people that think, oh, that's never going to come to our town. 
And like I said, they, they won't see it coming. So uh, kind of breeze through, but I'll definitely put the article in the link. It's an easy read. Um, there's a town of Taylor, Texas, population 16,000. It's about 40 miles northeast of Deep Blue, Austin. And it has long been a conservative uh, Christian place outside of Austin where maybe a lot of people, maybe they commute to Austin, but they they choose to live in Taylor because it's very conservative, right? And, and they talk about even... Uh, it's one of the two districts in the state of Texas that's never in its history been held by a Democrat. So just imagine how conservative this small town is. And whether you're in Ohio, West Virginia, you know, there's a lot of these kinds of towns, right? You could even call it MAGA country, if you will. Very deep red, you're not safe, right? That's what this article is kind of alluding to. So I'll try to go through, right? Every year they've done a Christmas parade, right? It's a Taylor Christmas Parade of Lights. It's a tradition. And it's been organized by the Ministerial Alliance, right? A coalition of local churches. Well, last year, apparently they weren't paying attention. And a group called Taylor Pride was included in the parade, right? Obviously, some old church ladies probably overlooked, probably had no idea what Taylor Pride even meant. They probably didn't look them up. And so they approved their float. Well, in 2021, the group had never existed, but conveniently it popped up. And what do you know? Now they're going to have a float in this Christmas parade. So by the time the parade organizers found out, it was too late. Two men dressed in drag, one as a female Santa and the other scantily clad in glitter, were suggestively gyrating to dance music on the Taylor Pride float as it rolled down Main Street in the annual Christmas parade, right in front of a float for St. Mary's Catholic School, which was full of children. Obviously, parents and attendees were outraged. Uh, soon after the parade, Tama, the group that organized it, uh, they decided that parade entries must be consistent with traditional biblical and family values and made an announcement to that effect for the 2022 parade. So you would think it would be over, right? You would think, all right, the pride floats are out. We're not going to have any drag queens, you know, half naked in front of our kids. In response, mind you, this is a town of 16,000, very strongly Republican, conservative, Christian. But somehow the city council, who I'm pretty sure city council is elected to represent those people, um, but no. They announced it would stage a separate city-sponsored parade, calling it the Very Merry Holiday Parade and Celebration, on the same night to immediately follow behind the Christmas parade. I mean, just think of that. The, the Taylor City Council, instead of representing the people of Taylor, are deciding to represent this small, fringe, leftist, woke, minority bullshit in blatant disrespect to their actual people of their actual town that pay the taxes that vote and employ essentially that they represent that they work for and and in their facebook page they said the city is doing it because we are committed to being inclusive and diverse for who for the left wing people who don't live in your town for the moron and crazy people who don't live in your town for california like who are you trying to be inclusive and diverse to your people who you represent, Taylor City Council, you represent the people of Taylor City, the people who say Merry Christmas and put nativity sets and, and actually believe in God and, and the amount of churches and the Christianity that promotes that parade. They messed up. They made a mistake, but it opened the door. It was a moment of weakness, and it was capitalized on by the radical left and the activism that's activated in these young people who are out to destroy traditional conservative values. A spokesman for the city, right? They're trying to come out and defend themselves, but 
oh, you know, they just want to be a little more inclusive, right? They want to be a little more inclusive. Uh, this is exactly the opposite of what has happened. The LGBT groups like Taylor Pride have targeted their town and attempted with some success to infiltrate and undermine their traditional civic celebrations of Christmas. The point here that the, the, the article, again, this is from the article. I'll, look, I'll, I'll, I'll link it in the description. They've had a the same Republican representative for 11 times in a row. He's won. He's been unopposed. It's a very Republican town. But how quickly this can happen, how quickly we can lose sight, right? And I won't read any more to the article, but you get the point, right? They saw an opening. They took it. They capitalized on it. And then woke-ass city leaders who, are, who forget that they lead the people of their town or their district who clearly vehemently oppose drag queens on parades that's celebrating Christmas. But these city council leaders in these positions, they are, they got higher hopes. Maybe they want to get in, maybe they want to be in Austin. Maybe they want to be running for state or, or federal. They have other, they have other goals in mind. So even though a lot of, you know, people will say to detach and don't vote and this and that, but I will always say at the local level, it absolutely matters. You have to pay attention. Who are these people? What are their values? What do they stand for? And, and, and Taylor, Texas, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry that happened. And I hope you are rectifying. I hope you find a way to kick all those people out, get them all fired. They should lose their jobs and they should have to move out of your damn town, frankly, because if you don't represent the majority of the town, why are you on something called the Taylor City Council? Uh, you can fact check me on it, do whatever you want to do. But hey, what a segue into what we're talking about today, right? Our children, our future. Okay, we discussed uh, in, in, pre in the previous episode, uh, the attack on our children. And like I said, in the beginning, in my experience, 20 years in the military, traveling the country, in my experience as a veteran and an entrepreneur, um, homeschool is the ideal if you're able, if you have the patience and the financial situation. Uh, it's just not the reality, right? So we're going to continue to advocate when you're a man on the path to becoming dangerous. We will continue to advocate. You got to be involved in your kids' schools. You got to ask questions. Uh, you have to challenge. Um, you have to make a presence, right? Make your presence known at school boards, at PTAs, if it's sporting events, if it's coaching, if it's volunteering, if it's volunteering at the school to help kids get off the bus, just have a male presence at the school, a positive male role model at the school. Um, some of the districts my, my daughter's lived in, that we've lived in, I've been able to be what's called a watchdog, um, where it's exactly that. I help the kids get off the bus, get in the school. Uh, I kind of walk the school uh, for a couple hours. I, I just have a, I'm an extra body. I'm a presence, um, understanding, right? Scheduling, dictating, but another opportunity to be involved, okay? What if you don't have time? What if this isn't your town? What if even if, what if Taylor, Texas isn't your town and, and you just don't think this can happen to you? Got it. Um, I am not here to convince everybody, but those of you listening are likely those like me who identified these problems, who know there's a problem and you want to do something about it, or you're at least going to support people trying to do something about it. Right. In lieu of a Monday episode, right. A mindful Monday episode, uh, the quote I have for you today that's going to kind of start this conversation off, right? It comes from Thomas Sowell, and it's in the newsletter. I'm going to read it to you. Activism is a way for useless people to feel important, even if the consequences of their activism are counterproductive for those they claim to be helping and damaging to the fabric of society as whole. 
a way for useless people to feel important. If you know me, you know the term mouth breather, right? So he, Thomas Sowell says mouth, uh, useless people. I use the term mouth breather. It's a word I coined uh, my days as a drill instructor and to describe, right? Think about mouth breather, zero value. They add zero value to any situation. They require constant supervision and direction, and they could be counted on to waste your time, right? Now, I'll caveat, the one positive I'll say for mouth breathers in the military is they at least took the oath of enlistment, which we all know includes up to and including their lives. So while, and, and frankly, the military structure with leadership and rank and promotion and eval, there's, there's so much involved there where mouth breathers can be very productive. They just require a little more supervision, a little more leadership, and a lot of leaders develop their skills leading mouth breathers. So the organizational structure of the military promotes mouth breathing and it allows for mouth breathers to still be productive members of society. And some of them even wake up and eventually learn to produce and add value. But what about the mouth breathers who don't join the military? Well, I have three categories of mouth breathers and, and each with their own problems, right? So the first, the first mouth breather is the kid who continues on his high school job um, and likely spends most of his free time online, on the socials, and on the video games, right? The, these guys are basement dwellers, okay? They are, you know, I say basement dwellers. Uh, they are very comfortable. They are extending their high school social structure, their social life. They're extending that as long as possible, right? These are basement dwellers. Runaways. Right. These are kids who have to get out of Dodge now, whether they're running away from a broken home or they're spoiled ass thinks they know better. Um, they leave home. They couch surf. Um, they look for new and exciting adventures. Much, you know, a lot. Some people join the military to get out of a bad situation. So maybe these kids don't join the military, but, you know, they don't have an upward. They're not looking to get a foothold in some piece of society. Right. And whether it's working up in a a job or a trade or something to contribute to society, right? So they're running away from something. And then the third mouth breather uh, goes to college, right? These are the kids that have no clue what's next, what they'll study, uh, and they simply think showing up will be enough to benefit uh, from a college degree. And, and obviously understand when I say mouth breathers here, the vast majority of kids to include my own um, are, are, are semi-prepared. They're as prepared as we can be to enter adulthood. And with support, uh, you know, they're going to become good men and women. You know, for the most part, there's a lot of kids. We're talking about mouth breathers. We're talking about the kids that breathe oxygen, add no value. Maybe they don't cause trouble, but they don't, they don't, they certainly don't add any value and they're not going to contribute to society. Okay. Well, here's the problem, right? And we've called it before the you may have heard the soft bigotry of, of low expectations. And we also talk about the hard bigotry of no expectations, right? Having no expectations for these young people, lowering the standards, lowering the educational standards, getting rid of LSATs, getting rid of SAT and, a and ACTs, calling everything this, that, and the other. Well, what you're doing is you're creating more mouth breathers all on, you know, they can, they can each, they can be basement dwellers, runaways, or go to college, but they're mouth breathers. They add no value, right? And you see where we're going this, they're ripe for the picking. Okay. Whether recruited online in a self-created echo chamber or on damn college campus, right? Any wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Left or right, 
can find these mouth breathers, give them a purpose. And now you see why we're talking about Thomas Sowell's quote today. Activism is a way for useless people to feel important. In, when we allow the degradation of our school system, when we allow the declining educational standards, when we allow a, a, you know participation trophies and all these rewards and gold stars for nothing, for nothing earned, for no value added, right? And then they get out in the real world. Well, they don't know how to do anything, but they want to feel important. Okay, they want to feel important, regardless if they'll ever admit it. Every man and woman on earth requires a purpose, a direction. We all want some kind of leadership, and we all want to know that we are serving a greater good. Religion was that for many people. Pre-COVID, sports, fantasy football, churches, uh, volunteer groups, all the things we were able to gather outside of politics and do together that we could unite together, uh, not around political affiliation, were all things that gave us a purpose. It gave us something to do. Well, enter COVID, enter crazy, enter politics, and what happens? Well, 2020 in the mostly peaceful protest. The majority were young and old. A lot of the working class, we were at work and we were too fucking busy to be paying attention. A lot of very young and some stupid ass old people were running the streets, mostly peacefully protesting right? Think back to Portland and Seattle and whatever the hell they call that Chaz, uh, that autonomous zone where they didn't want any city structure, no police, no fire, right? Those were all young people. Those were young mouth breathers looking for a purpose. And all it takes, um, I think there's an adage, fear not the army of lions led by a sheep. Fear the army of sheep led by a lion. Okay, and that works both ways. That works left or right, and that works good or bad. The far right, right? Mouth breathers are bad regardless. Okay, the our, our conservative side, when taken to the extreme, right? If it's called the far right, that is they they capitalize on the same lost sheep. And we have to be wary of both of these. This is how our country is being so polarized and so pulled apart, is because. We are giving up the middle ground, right? We, the, the lessening of the standards, the participation trophies, a lot of the things we've talked about on this show and I've written about on the Substack, they all combine to the generational decline in the amount of value-added humans we are adding to every year when a, when a graduating class, if every year less and less of those are capable to produce and more and more of those are requiring more supervision and we as parents aren't giving it right we're kicking them out or or they don't have the parent structure or they choose to leave or they go to these left-wing insane asylums called colleges and universities well then you can see the problem right you can see where we have so many young people willing to burn it all down you know, willing to protest and, and riot and go to these extreme lengths, the violence they are committing on people who disagree with them, even in the college campuses, the shouting down of ideas, the shouting down of conservative values, the violence they're willing to commit. This is all a result, right? Cause and effect. This is a result. This is the effect of the declining education, the participation trophies, the feelings over facts, the, the lack of a bully and the toughening up and the thickening of skin, right? Um, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. What the hell happened to words will never hurt me? Okay, so what we're talking about today 
right? What I started with, hopefully you see the connection, right? It's coming. The fight is here. The fight is coming. If you're listening to my voice and you feel safe now, I'm happy for you. I certainly feel safe in the town I'm in, right? I'm in a town much like Taylor, Texas, but there were Beto signs every now and then you'd see a Beto sign. It would just blow my mind that that idiot uh, could drum up any support in, in a town like this, but he could, right? There are naive people everywhere. I would just tell you, we need to learn from Taylor, Texas. We need younger people, conservative-minded people, people who believe in freedom and the Constitution and liberty and sovereignty and all the things we talk about. Do not let what happened in Taylor, Texas happen in your town. Do not think you're safe. Do not think they're not coming for you, right? It started with Sue and a baker who didn't want to make a gay cake. And now it turned into drag queen library reading hour where dudes in lingerie are reading to our children. And this is happening all over America. And we need to have a problem with it. And we need to do something about it. You can start by holding the line with your kids, with your family. You can start by getting involved in your kid's school and your community. Right. And you can start by getting on the path to becoming a dangerous man. Whether you're a parent, whether you're an uncle, or you're a concerned citizen, you have every right to get involved in the fight for our youth. Be the example as a man that young men can look up to, right? Be the example. Be a coach. Be a volunteer. Uh, hell, I didn't have a dad growing up, but you know who did? My two best friends, Scotty and Jake. And both Scotty and Jake's dads took me in at different times. They they opened their houses to me. They I ate dinner with their families multiple times. You know, Scotty, if you're listening, your dad, probably the first fish I ever caught was with him and his dad, right? Because I didn't have those kind of opportunities. I had, I did have a stepdad that, you know, and those who knew me back then, that was a, that was, that was a little rough, right? A little rough upbringing, a little thick skin there. And, and I'll leave it at that, but that's okay, right? Because I had friends in my life who knew my situation and whose families basically opened the door for me to be a part of their lives. So I got to see, like, wait a second. That's how a dad acts? Okay, something's different at my, you're right. I had something to compare it to, okay? And that's what I would say. If Even if if your son or your daughter have friends, just being the example and showing them what a stable family, what a solid family looks like, that can have a huge impact on their lives moving forward. So even if you don't have kids, there are opportunities if you're just, if you're willing to be a good man and if you're willing to be a man on the path right? You just, your shoulders are back, your chest is out. You just have a little more confidence because you know you're capable. You know you are creating opportunities for yourself and others. You're capable in what you do and the value you add. You know when shit hits the fan, you'll be ready to take tactical control of a situation, right? We can go on and on, guys. As you continue your pursuit to becoming dangerous and you continue on your path, don't forget about those under your charge, okay? Our children will one day step into our shoes and better they be prepared for the worst than wondering why we didn't pre better prepare them for the craziness that lies ahead. Your town can be the next Taylor, Texas. It's going to take you and people like you uniting against it, preparing for it. Don't wait for the Taylor pride to come to your town to step up and speak out. Ask the question, hey, what are we going to do if? right? What are we going to do when? Put contingencies in place. Don't wait to be reactive. Do not react. 
As always, guys, I'm on LinkedIn. Connect with me on there. DM me. Let me know if you're on LinkedIn listening to the show. I'd really appreciate to know uh, how many of you guys are listening on there. Uh, and then, of course, dangerousman.substack.com is where you sign up for the newsletter. If you guys would do me a solid, leave a rating and review on Apple or Spotify. Let me know you're listening on there. That definitely helps uh, get the show out. And last but not least, Phil at becomingadangerousman.com is my email. Um, if, if you don't have LinkedIn and you want to get out and get a hold of me, uh, definitely shoot me an email and I'll get back to you. All right, guys, that's all I got today. Thank you. Have a good week.